Scoop Chicago. This is Khalif here. This video was all about Deathloop and some of the cool stuff I got a chance to see in a preview event that happened a little bit last week. Uh, I talked about this a little bit on the show and teased it out a little bit, but now I get a chance to talk to you all about some of the stuff that I got a chance to see during the event. I am really excited about this game. I know a lot of folks have been talking about it. It was one of those things when we first saw it. Uh, kind of debuted. It was a thing that people were really like, what's going on with these with these characters? You got two black protagonists or two at least people of color who are kind of taking the front stage. Uh, and it has this really cool time element to it that we saw kind of baked into the story and baked into the gameplay. And I'm super excited at what I got a chance to see. So again, thank you to all our friends over at Bethesda for letting me in and, and letting us rock and, and having us in the event because it was super, super cool. So, you know, if you've gotten a chance to see some of the, the, the debut videos and, and, and content and stuff, um, you kind of have a small idea of what's happening in the story and in the gameplay itself, but I want to fill some of that stuff out for you so you have a kind of better understanding. So there are two protagonists and kind of one antagonist slash protagonist, but the main person you play, his name is Colt. So Colt finds himself at a place called Black Reef, uh, Black Reef Beach is where you wind up finding him initially during his gameplay. And your whole kind of, you know, job is to find out, you know, what's happening here. What, why do I keep kind of finding myself within this endless loop? What, what am I supposed to be able to do to get out of this particular place? And how am I supposed to be able to find, you know, all these elements of things that are going to be happening to me? And how do I kind of make myself get out of this, this, this one time period? Um, It's pretty brilliant in the way that they've set up everything so far. It feels like, you know, gameplay story, all those things kind of touch each other in a, in a really fun and interesting way. Um, some of the stuff that I really want to dig into in this video are around, you know, some of the characters, you know, some of the main gameplay loop things that you're going to wind up going through and, and why those things kind of intersect and, and how they matter to, to you as a player at home. So Colt is super fun. I, I like him so far as a character. Uh, we got a chance to hear some of his VO for the first time. Uh, we got a chance to hear Juliana's VO for the first time. There's a lot of fun stuff within that space, but I love what they've done with the game so far has been really cool because they've added this layer of comedy to it, which I think is, is kind of great. Like Colt is a, is a badass, but he's also a, a shit talker, which I think is also a fun thing to see a character like this be able to do right off the gate. It gives you a lot of flair, gives you a lot of flavor for what that character is going to be and the interactions between him and Juliana, which I think are going to be, you know, some, some cool uh, kind of water cooler moments are going to come out of this game that I think a lot of people are going to be really excited about. Um, some of the gameplay stuff is, is really kind of uh, truncated into these four places. So Black Reef is the main space, but you have these four areas that you'll wind up finding yourself playing in mostly throughout the game. Those four areas are the complex, Updam, Fristad Rock, and Carl's Bay. So you can go to each one of these particular places on the map, and when you're going through them, you can kind of go through each one in different times of the day too. So you have morning, noon, afternoon, and evening. So the way it winds up playing is you're kind of going through trying to kill these eight visionaries and hopefully one full one one full loop and trying to get through that. But sometimes you'll need to kind of go back into a space or kind of maneuver around each one of these areas so you can get more information information and more intel on each one of the visionaries and where they may be, where you may find yourselves kind of seeing them, you know, what parts of the, the space will they wind up ending in so that you can kind of get a better shot or a better way to kill them. And it, it found myself kind of looking through the gameplay when we got a chance to see it and saying, wow, this is going to be really cool to be able to see, you know, how you're going to be able to kind of tackle each one of these things uh, in a way so that you can both be 
pretty, you know, uh, methodical in the way that you do things, but also kind of, you know, take your time into account in a way where you're going to be able to, you know, catch people off guard or at least get people together or, you know, kind of figure out when best times of the day are to attack certain things. But you'll also be gated to a certain extent by, you know, having certain things that are closed during certain parts of the day or night. Uh, you won't be able to see everything at the same time. So you have to have some replayability there where you'll be able to go back and forth between different sections um, and then definitely go in and try to find out the intel that you can get and then, you know, extract and find yourself coming back out. One of the cool things is, is that um, time of day uh, advances when you extract. So if you wind up going through a gameplay session and you're like, and really just need to go into this one part in the daytime, extract some information, you know, listen to folks in the world, you know, you know, listen in on some of their eavesdrop on some of their conversations to get some of that intel. You can do that and then pop yourself back out so you can kind of move to the next section so that you can better set up your assassination, which I thought was really brilliant in the way that they talked about it and the way that they kind of dug into it. Dinga Bakaba really went through the process of talking about, you know, how you want to go back and go through some of these sections and kind of reinvigorate the space by kind of figuring out where you need to go, you know, where you can kind of find the best inf information and then kind of think about how you want to move out of that space really quickly based on the time of day, which I thought was really, really smart. Um, it, it definitely went into some sections about, you know, how you want to tackle things, you know, including some of the powers that you wind up having, which was some of the coolest parts of the gameplay that we got a chance to see. So you wind up getting these supernatural powers that you can find within the world and they're called slabs. So these slabs are individual pieces of stuff that you can get in gear uh, that then give you the powers to do you know, a bunch of different things. There's a couple of them that, that they, they shared with us. It's Reprise, Shift, Ether, Havoc, Carnesis, and Nexus. So Reprise lets you go back and rewind time on death. So you can do it two times. So if you die, you can go back to your body, go pull that essence back, and then you have another chance to kind of go until you die a third time, which was super cool. Shift is your blink teleportation. Uh, Ether turns you invisible. Havoc is a damage absorb, which then lets you burst that damage back out. Carnesis lets you do lets you throw people around, so it's telekinesis. Uh, and Nexus links enemies together, so that if you shoot one, all of them die. Super cool stuff. We got a chance to see some of it in action, and it really played off really coolly. You know, in the way that you know you're able to kind of tackle a situation and tackle a loop and go through that process while kind of you know, figuring out the best routes to kind of run, figuring out new ways to go through a through a level, you know, because things change during the time of day, you'll also be able to figure out new ways to kind of tackle uh, a loop there as well, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, another section of the information that we got was around trinkets. Uh, so again, a game like this is always about not only how you tackle the traversal of a space and trying to learn how to creep around it and, and figure out good ways to do that, but you also get upgrades, upgrades to you and upgrades to your weapons and things like that. So there are things called trinkets that are the ones that you use to kind of build out your kit for whichever kind of loop you're going into, what kind of map you're going after and what kind of visionary, which are the, the main bad guys uh, that you want to go kill. So there's crack shot, which is aiming down sights, takes, takes less time, a shock absorber, which helps you with gun recoil, hipster, again, shooting from the hip, a lightning strike increases the distance at which your, your weapon does some damage. Uh, Mind Leech, which I thought was really cool. Enemies suffer damage and lose power when hit. So that was super cool. Big Box, uh, weapon magazines carry more bullets. Perforator, 
uh, many bullets blast through enemies, so you kind of super cool kind of shoot through enemies to get to, to the other ones. And then Silence Death is a silencer perk. So lots of really fun ways to tackle a fight um, and also find ways to, you know, get through enemies a lot faster. One other gameplay element that I thought was really cool uh, was this one called Residuum. Uh, and Residuum is basically, you know, in a game like this where you wind up dying a lot, uh, the problem is a lot of people are like, well, damn, I don't know what to do because I lost all my progress now. And now I have to start this loop all over again. And I don't want to have to worry about that. We've seen a lot of that conversation with Returnal, a lot of conversations with 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 roguelikes, which, again, the the, the folks from the team, they, they made a specific delineation to say this is not a roguelike. And, and, I, and I like the fact that they talked about it in the way that they did. But they said, you know, residuum is a thing that when you find it in the world, it's a special resource that it'll help you and make you so that you can keep some of the gear and the abilities that you got in your previous run permanently. So those will then go across the loops that you wind up going in, you know, in your next consecutive playthroughs, which I thought was pretty smart. And you need something like that to keep people involved because you wind up losing folks uh, when you die often and then you feel like you lost any progress that you wind up having before. So I like the fact that they've kind of accounted for that with this idea around residual. Some of the other gameplay elements that I really thought were, were pretty interesting were the fact that, again, because you have to go through all of these uh, different sections of Black Reef, you have to kind of, you know, gain intelligence by doing specific things. So you can, again, eavesdrop on characters that are talking around the world. You know, there are puzzle elements in there sometimes where you'll be able to kind of find elements uh, of information, not only in the way that it displays itself across these kind of floating world words that you see across your screen, but in the fact that like you're constantly having the world tell you things and give you information about not only what your objective is, but how you're trying to kind of tackle that thing from loop to loop, which I thought was pretty cool. It reminds me of, you know, when they did Splinter Cell Blacklist and you were starting to see, you know, them using fonts and words to kind of give you information in the world. And this is kind of kind of kind of doing a little bit of that, too, which I which I which I love. Um, stuff like that is, is is super cool. So you have to investigate the levels during multiple times and times a day and in multiple spaces to kind of figure out where, you know, you're going to be able to find your target and, and find good ways to do that stuff. Um, one of the other things that I thought was really cool was that, again, this is going to be on PS5, so they're going to make use of the DualSense. Uh, they talked about how each gun and movement is going to feel different based on the adaptive triggers that you're going to have in there, which I, again... I'm a huge fan of that kind of stuff. So I love that they're going to be kind of going down that down that route. And with the weapons that they have in the game, it feels like those are going to be, you know, pretty interesting to use anything from SMGs, the pistols, the snipers and, and the melee weapons and things like that. Uh, those are going to feel really cool to kind of go through your your your, your loops and, and do your do your thing when you're trying to take out people. Not only the main the main baddies, but, you know, all the fodder that's going to wind up being in there. And I think one of the the most fun thing was was were to see the kind of um you know the, the the transitions between kills the way you were able to kind of do some of that stuff it does feel like that mousetrap game you know where you're kind of seeing everything happen in real time you're kind of plotting and trying to figure out how to line up people to get killed by you know things that you're doing you know throw you know throw throw a grenade or or a mine or, so, or something on somebody lift them up in the air throw them towards another enemy and then get them killed in that kind of way like stuff like that is going to be fun to be able to you know talk to other people and say, well, how did you get through this level? 
what were the ways that you did it? How did you kind of kill people and do all that kind of stuff, which which is going to be super fun. Um, the other main thing that I think a lot of people have been trying to figure out and wondering about was how does Juliana factor into this? You, you see the conversations in the, the, the previous content that's been out in the world and the previews and stuff about you're, you're doing your thing and trying to get out of the loop and kill all these visionaries, but there's also one visionary named Juliana that's trying to kill you. Uh, they, they, they talked a little bit about that more in, in the preview session, and you can both either play that as a player, uh, as, as an actual human. Uh, so that means you'll be able to invade your friends and invade uh, other people randomly. Um, and also, um, you know, you can that, that character can be controlled by AI too. So you'll have this audible alert that happens during a part of the gameplay when a, when Juliana or a player as Juliana has arrived. And I love it because it has this like super creepy vibe tone to it, which you which you get from this really dope 60s aesthetic that I'll talk about a little bit later. But I think that they've done this really cool thing of, you know, it, the invasion vibe feels really dope in the way that they've connected it to the music of the time and the way that they're kind of using the tone of the space to kind of, you know, use all those together. I think that they've done a really good job in terms of, you know, pulling all those things and all those elements um, to be really cohesive uh, in the way that they've done the art design in this game. Um, from a gameplay standpoint, though, it's not just necessarily about killing Colt uh, when you're as Juliana. Uh, they talked about Seb, not Seb, uh, 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 Dinga talked about, the game director talked about the ability to, you know, kind of be a nuisance, right? They, they, they talked about it as the PVP in this game being an anecdote generator. Again, those kind of water cooler moments where you're like, what did you do when you were Juliana trying to find the cult that you were trying to find? What did you set up for them? Um, and, they, and they talked about it in a way that was kind of cool because it wasn't just about getting the kill. Of course, getting the kill will get you more points, which this is this PVP is a points based kind of uh, addition to the game. Uh, but the way you get rewarded is, you know, sometimes you'll get this randomly generated item that you'll be able to use for cult in, in, in next runs and next playthroughs. And then also you'll get cosmetics for both of them as well. So uh, it's all about kind of seeing the player look super cool and, and doing that stuff. But stylish play and being a nuisance and being bothersome is kind of more of an incentive than just killing them. So like playing slow, being methodical you know, setting them up so that you maybe just do damage and not kill them uh, so that you're basically hindering them from getting their objective done as opposed to just kind of going straight in and killing them, which of course you can do that, but it's also a little bit more fun to kind of play that cat and mouse uh, kind of game, that spy versus spy kind of thing, which I think was pretty cool and interesting to see how they kind of went down that route, went down that route. Um, some last quick thoughts about, you know, the overall, uh, kind of vibe of the game and overall kind of feelings about what I got a chance to see. Um, the game looks super cool, really fantastic art style. The music in this game is going to be a huge part of the driver. You know, once you've killed your visionary, the, the music kind of ramps up and you get this really dope Ocean's Eleven kind of vibe uh, in it where you get this like pulsating kind of, you know, uh, it's like Birdman music. You know, if you've ever seen the music uh, of, of that movie and kind of get that vibe into it where you get all the drums and the cymbals and the jazz tones and all that kind of stuff, which was really, really funky and dope. Uh, again, the writing so far is really cool. Like I love Colt's VO. Like I, I think it's going to either rub people wrong where it feels like it's, it could potentially be, tropey as like the the super cool dope black dude um but i really kind of liked it because it, it felt authentic 
in in an, in an interesting way. Like it, you know that the VO behind that person um, feels like they got the 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 gist of what cult cult is supposed to be, and I really like that. Juliana, on the other hand, was a little bit of a disappointment when it comes to the VO that I heard for her. Um, you know, she's supposed to be a person of color. It looks like she's a black woman in most of the 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 the, the, the screenshots and, and most of the stuff that we've already seen, or at least a, a woman of color. And she does not like her VO does not sound like it would fit her at all. She sounds like a plucky white woman uh, in most of the stuff that you hear in her VO so far, which is a little disappointing. I feel like that's going to be a thing that's going to pull me out of the experience a little bit, um, which <clears throat> I'd love to talk to the team about that and see how they went about picking Juliana's, you know, voice, uh, a voice actress for, for, for her. Uh, but it, 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 it is a thing that anytime I kind of think back to that, that, that footage that we got a chance to see, it pulls me out a little bit because I have an expectation for how, you know, Juliana is supposed to sound and how she's supposed to kind of coincide with her look. And it just doesn't feel like they match up to me, which I think is going to be um, a little bit of an issue. But I do like the fact that they have a lot of cool banter between them, which, again, is this cat and mouse thing that, that I think they nail pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, of course, this is from Arcane. So they they're known for the Dishonored series. Um, and to a certain extent, at least from what I've seen so far, it feels a lot like Dishonored from what I can tell, which I don't know how I feel about that. I, I you know, I, I've, this game has been really high on my list for a long time. It was one of the things that got me the most excited about this E3 coming up and about the next, you know, about next gen and all those kinds of things. I'm wondering if it feels a little bit too much like Dishonored um, in a way when you get your sneak up kills and how you kind of the ragdoll effects and, and all that kind of stuff feels a little bit too similar so far, I, I need to actually get hands on with it to be able to play it. Um, but I but I think, you know, that's going to be a thing that I feel a lot of people are going to definitely, you know, connect really instantly when they get a chance to kind of start playing it. Uh, I am excited for that. And I, and I, and I don't know if the because they because I love Dishonored. Dishonored is a fantastic series, but I don't know if it's a little bit too similar in that way uh, for my liking. I was hoping for there to be a, a little bit of differentiation there um, in a bigger, more kind of noticeable way. Um, and also I feel like they're probably gonna have to fine tune a little bit of the enemy AI stuff because it looks like when we were watching some of the, 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 the gameplay, uh, that was still, it's not early, but it's like, it's, it's pretty much, it's, it's not full. I think you can tweak it probably in the back end. enemies, you can kill an enemy and there'd be an enemy like maybe five feet away and they don't really notice it. Um, or at least they notice it and it's kind of slow. Um, so I'm not expecting, you know, until you've actually killed the visionary that when you like, everyone starts to aggro you. Um, in those ways. So we'll see how that all kind of lands uh, when it winds up coming through. I am, again, infinitely excited for it. Um, I love Arcane. I love what they do. It's coming out on September 14th. Uh, so they still have a, a good amount of time to to, to tweak some of that stuff uh, in terms of, you know, AI and, and things like that. But I, I'm, I'm interested to see where this game lands uh, because a lot of people are going to attach it to other roguelikes in the, in, in the space. But also they've nailed so many different parts of it where I feel like, you know, the art style, the music, you know, the vibe of this game is so tight um, that I think a lot of people will kind of get past that and see what it's going to wind up looking like and feeling like. I think this game is going to look gorgeous on uh, on PC and on next gen consoles. I'm really excited to see what, what the dual sense parts of it feel like uh, in a real way. And I'm hoping that we get a chance to review it and I hope we get a chance to to kind of share our thoughts and feelings with all of you at home about what we got a chance to play. So um, super excited again. Thank you to our friends over at Bethesda uh, for having us. 
uh, and letting us check this out early, giving us a chance to kind of see what Deathloop is going to bring to the table. And I'm hyped for it. Like, I, I want to know how you break the loop. I want to know what it's going to be like when you go through all those seg segments and sections. I feel like there's going to be a lot of clipped out streams of people doing really fun stuff with, you know, hacking turrets and, you know, and, and making, you know, making the enemies fight each other or not, not fight each other, but like, you know, triggering them so they can all be killed in one shot. Like how many people can you get in one blast uh, at a time kind of stuff? I think it's going to be interesting to see that part of it. And I feel like this is going to definitely be a game for speedrunners to be able to go through and run and, and, and just go wild with. Uh, this is going to be a really fun game for them as well. So uh, that's it for Deathloop. Uh, you know, again, we love bringing you this kind of content. We love doing this kind of stuff. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure you're hitting the notification button. Make sure you're checking out more of the stuff we're doing here at Spawn on Me. And yeah, I can't wait for Deathloop. September, September 14th can't come fast enough. Uh, for me to get my hands on this thing. And I'm very, very excited about it. So we'll see you all very soon. Much love to you all and peace.